hazardous vegetation, people should have already done that a long time ago. But take your trash cans, take the furniture, lawn furniture, patio furniture, pool furniture, umbrellas away, minimum of 30 feet away from your home. Uh, wood piles, papers, keep those cleared from your home. Homes can be replaced. The vegetation can grow back, but lives can't be brought back. Suzanne says, don't be part of the problem, be part of the solution here. If you're asked to evacuate, get out immediately. Now we have a section on our website dedicated to the California wildfires. You can actually find an interactive map as well as weather conditions on NBCLA.com slash wildfires. For the third straight night, a demonstration between protesters and L.A. County Sheriff deputies in South Los Angeles over the shooting death of Dijon Kizzy. set off fireworks in the street just outside the sheriff's station in response to Kizzy's death eight days ago. Deputies say they tried to stop Kizzy for a code violation while he was riding a bike. We haven't heard how many arrests, if any, were made tonight. From Anaheim to South Los Angeles, the driver of this BMW tried to shake off police at speeds, topping 100 miles an hour. Then with News Chopper 4 overhead, he drove to a neighborhood and just stopped. And he did. He's laying down. He's got what looks like family or friends there. They're encouraging him to just get up and lay down there. Whoever they were, it's obvious those two women convinced him to surrender, that that was the best option. Anaheim police have not said why the officers wanted the driver in the first place. Now to the coronavirus pandemic. AstraZeneca's halting clinical trials for a COVID-19 vaccine because of safety concerns tonight. In fact, it was in Phase three of clinical trials last week here in L.A. at Harvard UCLA Medical Center. AstraZeneca put out a statement tonight, though, calling this routine action. The company also said this happens if there is a potentially unexplained illness in one of those trials. An independent committee will now review the findings. Want to go to a real movie theater? Well, for the first time in six months, you can do that if you're down in Orange County. Today, that county moved into the state's red tier. That means the coronavirus is not widespread, as indicated on the graphic that you see behind me. That means also that movie theaters, restaurants, gyms, and places of worship are now allowed to open their doors to people and invite them inside. Tonight, NBC4's Teddy Chang has some of the first moviegoers in her life. Well, this is something we haven't been able to do in about six months, sit inside a movie theater and catch a flick. And because we're here in Orange County tonight, we can also grab dinner indoors. For six months, movie theaters paused their projectors. The screens stayed dark. Tonight, the faithful few headed to catch a flick on this much-anticipated reopening night. And it has now opened. And I was in such shock. Karen Sparrow's the first customer at this regal theater in Irvine since March. She admits she has no idea what's playing. Uh, is, is Tenant unhinged? Okay. What is that about? She, like this family, just happy to be at the movies. I kind of miss the movies at night. The movie theater experience looked different during the pandemic. There are deep greens in between each showing. The seats are only sold at 25% capacity or 100 people, whichever is less. And you must wear a mask unless you're eating or drinking. 
I don't think we'll be eating necessarily. Yeah, but we'll eat before we leave. Yeah. And speaking of eating, now that Orange County has moved from the purple to the red tier, you can eat indoors now at 25% capacity. Now, overall, we're going to see a lot more smiling faces because uh, we have a lot of people who want to come because, you know, they think we're not open. Uh, outdoor cycling classes can be indoors once again. So, too, can gyms at 10% capacity. Westwood Fitness in Garden Grove moving its clients inside the moment they got the green light. Back here at the meetings, at least at this theater, it was far from sold out on this weekday, and that's fine for the customers we spoke with tonight. They say it was kind of like having a private experience with plenty of social distancing. In Irvine, at the movies, Eddie Chang, NBC4 News. Halloween 2020 is going to be a whole lot different this year. L.A. County Department of Public Health says... Don't even think about trick-or-treating this year. Halloween is just seven weeks away, but county officials say there is no way to celebrate without social distancing. Parties also off this year, even if they're outside. Carnivals, festivals, haunted houses, all those things, a no-go. A swimmer caught in a cave with nowhere to turn. Well, that's when Nick stepped in. The water rescue that earned him a high honor. Then your taxpayer money going to waste? The I-Team has a bombshell revelation about what you pay to help house the homeless. This week, Fallon is back, all new and in the studio. Plus, you'll get a bite of Kelly Clarkson's latest special. Don't miss it. <laughs> we have been listening to the 11 p.m. news, Los Angeles, KNBC. Thank you for listening. Given numbers that tell their own story. The Summit View apartments are now under construction in the North Valley. 49 apartments for the homeless, built at a whopping $739,000 a unit. That's way more than it costs to build some luxury condos in the L.A. area. That is completely unacceptable, and there are many ways in which you can build faster and cheaper. L.A. City Controller Ron Galbert is about to release this audit looking at the $1.2 billion of Prop HHH money that voters overwhelmingly approved in 2016. That money was meant to develop up to 10,000 units of housing for L.A.'s homeless. But four years later, only 228 units have been built, like this apartment complex near the 101 freeway. We had a crisis on our streets. Last year, we had a 1,000 people who died on our streets. So this is a question of life and death. The biggest shocker in Galbraith's audit is the high cost of housing L.A.'s homeless. His audit says there are too many consultants and too much red tape involved. The average price per unit now under construction is $531,000, but it's expected to get as high as $746,000 a unit at this complex to be built on East 1st Street. For about the same price, you could buy a two-bedroom condo in this downtown LA luxury high-rise, complete with a pool, a gym, and a 24-hour doorman. Is $746,000 a unit acceptable to you? Absolutely, it is not acceptable to me. 
nor should it be acceptable to any of the people of Los Angeles. The coronavirus pandemic has sparked construction of new housing, but it's also put thousands more people on the streets of Los Angeles. Controller Galperin says LA should change its strategy immediately and use what's left of Prop HHH money on quicker, cheaper ways of providing housing. There are ways that we can, for example, acquire units that already exist. We can be doing motel conversions. We should be doing this. We should be doing it now because people are dying on our streets. For the I-Team, I'm Joel Grover. A pursuit along Pacific Coast Highway sparked a flash fire in Topanga Canyon, and it ended with a standoff in Malibu. We covered it all live. The bizarre standoff ended just before the NBC4 News at 4 o'clock. Crews were still out there dealing with damage left behind for several hours, including trying to move that stranded truck off Pacific Coast Highway. The driver inside the truck was wanted initially for hit and run in Canosa Park. We have some video showing the fire, the one that started up in Topanga Canyon, lights sparked from the trailer, apparently igniting the brush that burned about 10 acres before it was extinguished. He did not hesitate to jump into action here, and that's how first responders are describing exactly what Nick Macko did. Last year, the LA County lifeguard rescued a man from a cave in California, and because of that, everything he did, he's now receiving this year's Medal of Valor Award. Here's what those first responders remember about that day. He ran back to the parking lot, and it looked like Superman without a phone booth. We followed him all the way to the gorge. Hiked down there. Uh, there were a group of kids down there and screaming at us that their friend was in the gorge. And we know if you get trapped in that tunnel, it's it's a matter of minutes between life and death. You know, we, we took a chance. It was dark, you know, and uh, I was I was nervous for him. To the parents of uh, my buddy Mako, man, I, I he honestly deserves every bit of recognition. Uh, what he did was awesome. Uh, saved that patient's life. I really believe because uh, if he wasn't here, things might have been different. And uh, so, congratulations. Love that. Superman without a phone booth. Macko has 21 years of experience as a lifeguard, eight of them with LA County. Well, let's go live right now to the Port of Los Angeles. Beautiful lights reflecting off the still waters. We go to Anthony Anos, who's tracking heat in San Anaway. Yeah, and those winds are going to be blowing in overnight, Chuck. And what I wanted to show you here, you really got to see at night, but of course it's the poor air quality. Uh, but it's changed a little bit this evening. 72 degrees right now in downtown. The smoke advisory, when I showed it to you yesterday, uh, we'll all just succeed with smoke. We have this gray sky. So you have this color white along our coastline and off to the south because the smoke hadn't really mixed down to the grounds as yet. For all of us in Southern California, it's been an area where it is really dangerous to breathe. So just be aware of that for tomorrow. What is going to change, though, we're going to start to see these Santa Ana winds blowing overnight. So the Santa Ana cone areas, the smoke is going to get blown out uh, to the Pacific Ocean. So you're seeing just a really typical uh, a pattern here with the Santa Ana winds from Riverside to Santa Ana, 32 mile per hour gusts from Valencia, San Pedro Valley, all the way out to Oxnard does not affect the LA Basin. The strongest winds are going to be early tomorrow morning. They're still pretty stout at 8 o'clock. We're going to see 37 to 32 mile per hour gusts. Once we get to lunchtime, uh, we're going to still have the winds, but the edge is taken off just enough. And then by tomorrow evening, the winds are going to begin to calm. So almost 24 hours we're going to be tracking this. As far as the Bobcat fire goes, 
phenomenal. Here it is at 8 o'clock. We'll see more peaks of the wind, 20 to 5 to 35 mile per hour gusts to 50, and you can see the direction of those offshore winds moving the fire, at least in the direction of Mount Wilson. It doesn't really look like you're going to see anything more uh, wind shadow, so the winds don't ever really push this way, but it's still something that the firefighters are going to be monitoring. By about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, the winds shift a little bit more out of the east, and so no longer moving off in that northeasterly direction or from northeast to southwest. And then by tomorrow evening at 6 o'clock, we're beginning to see a little more of a wind shift. So, again, the danger part for the Bobcat fire is going to be early tomorrow morning. This is our first Santa Ana event of the season, and it goes or it's categorized as a moderate uh, threat because it's not really 24 hours. As far as strength goes, it's a moderate strength. It could be much worse. But, again, we're starting a little bit early with the Santa Ana winds. And so the coast is really unaffected tomorrow. However, Orange County could see gusts of 40 miles per hour, 90 degrees for our highs. Valley, 45 miles per hour gusts, 94 degrees. The Inland Empire, Orange County, Texas, will be in the lower 90s with those 45 mile per hour gusts. 40 mile per hour gusts in the deserts, upper 80s in the mountains will see the strongest winds, 60 mile per hour gusts. Uh, with the north winds 12 to 30 miles per hour and a cool 66 degrees. So your standard seven-day forecast doesn't show a whole lot of a change in temperature until early next week and a little bit of a warm-up in the Yellow Basin and the coast. The valleys in the Inland Empire, the story, of course, is the Santa Ana winds from tomorrow. The winds calm on Thursday, so it's more of a dry, uh, hot forecast. It's not going to be anything tremendous. In fact, the triple digits don't come back until Monday of next week, but it is going to be very dry with calmer winds. High desert and low desert, what you're seeing is those temperatures warming ever so slightly all the way through the weekend for both of these areas, and then leveling out after that. And then your mountains forecast, a cool day tomorrow with strong winds, lighter winds, and a little bit of a warmer forecast in the mid-70s, and staying in the 70s for the beginning of the weekend. Action Weather Forecast, here's Fred now with sports. Anthony, don't you just love it when a plan comes together? I'll tell you what this show gives us, and that's coming up on the NBC4 Sports Desk. Thank you for listening to NBC LA News. Take the ball over 10 times in the first half. Rondo Wallace is there. Houston is there. 